everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin. I am so excited about our guest today, Shauna Z, who is a dating and relationship coach. She is going to be on the entire episode talking to me about all of the shows we're obsessed with. Well, at least a good portion of them. And who better to talk about all of these messed up people on The Bachelor, Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance, and the toilet bowl of all relationship shows, Love After Lockup, than a relationship coach. She reached out to me to um, talk about The Bachelor initially, and then we just started going back and forth saying we have to really dig into these other shows as well because, oh my God, you guys, are you not dying over especially Love After Lockup right now? It is just beyond. It's, It's everything I dreamt it could be. And I cannot stop obsessing about it. But we have so much to talk about. Um, before we get to the interview, I just want to remind you to follow me on Aaron Leah Martin at Twitter and Instagram. Join the Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group. We have so much fun over there. And if you want to see some real detective work, some boots on the ground, reality TV digging, join our group. Just send me a request. I'll let you write in. Read my Love After Lockup recaps on Reality Tea. They're posted every morning after the Friday airing, sometimes on Sunday, sometimes even on Saturday, just depending on how the weekend goes. But you can definitely find them by Monday mornings. And my Bachelor and Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, is coming soon. Those recaps I write for 22words.com. You can listen to me on Jenny McCarthy every week, dishing with Jenny about the Real Housewives on her Sirius XM radio show, Channel 109. And thank you to everyone who's subscribed and rated and reviewed Pink Shade podcast. I I appreciate it so much. And if you haven't shared it with others or if you haven't rated and reviewed it yet, please head in there and do that today. I love you forever. Thank you so much. Now, let's get to Shauna. Well, hi, Shauna. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. And I know that everyone will be very excited to hear what you have to say about these shows. But before we do that, I gave you a a little bit of an introduction about your background Mm -hmm. and what you do as a life coach. But I'd love for you to just expand on that with the listeners and tell them how you came into this business and what you do for your clients in the world of dating and relationships. Sure. I'd love to share that with you. Um, So I like to think of myself as I'm a life coach, but I specialize in this super specific time in your life, the time while you're single. And I do have a degree in psychology and I have 14 years as a behaviorist as my background. But what really, really allows me to empathize with my clients and give them actionable steps in this crazy modern dating world is my own real life experience. So when I was in my late 20s, 28, 29, um, I thought I was happily married, but I came to find out that my husband was cheating on me. Mm. And so I stayed an entire year. I really wanted to make that relationship work, and it didn't. So I ended up single and starting over at the age of 30. And after I kind of took the steps to heal myself and rebuild myself, um, I decided I, I, I still wanted love. And so I jumped into the modern dating world and I came to realize super quickly that it is so frustrating. It is full (laughs) of so many ups and downs. The digital dating world, it has changed everything about the way that singles approach dating. Yeah. And so a completely different world. Um, So I was met with a lot of frustrations and a lot of ups and downs. And after about four years of really struggling, I came to the point where I thought about quitting, Um, but instead I decided to just completely revamp my approach and I changed the way I approached online dating and I changed the way that I approached dating and I really, really started trying to utilize my psychological background and make the changes that I needed to. And long story short, it ended up working out for me and I met my now husband, Kevin, um, when I was 35 and we are now very happily married. And I decided to take all of that experience that I have and kind of put it into helping other people 
make the changes that I made. Because I always say it's all about changing your approach, but it's never about changing you. And uh, that's what I do now. Help, help women find the relationship that they are ready for in this super crazy dating world. That's amazing. I love how you say Thanks. that, changing your approach and not changing who you are, because I think mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the lie some of us tell ourselves. We have to change who we exactly. are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Very, very true. Yes, it's about making little tweaks and changes that help you actually represent your authentic self more than what you might actually be representing. It's not about molding yourself. It's about finding the right relationship for you. And, and it actually does work. It, it can work. You can still find love today, I promise. Have you seen success with your clients? I'm sure you have. I have. And you know what's funny is a lot of times it's just it's just a tiny little tweaker there. It's I always use the analogy one time I was sitting in my office and there was a fly that just kept like running into the window and he was so annoying. He just kept hitting the window, hitting the window. And the funny thing was next to that window, I have a door that opens up to like my back area and I had that door open. And if that little fly had just like shifted all of that energy in that direction to go just like a foot to the right, he would have had everything that he wanted. Right. And so a lot of times it's this tiny little shift that when you're so focused, you're just hitting your head against that window over and over and over. And that little tweak from someone can completely change your world. That is is totally spot on. (laughs) That's spot on with career, with anything, though, don't you think? I mean, that is just spot on advice for humans. Absolutely. Not just dating. Yeah. And then sometimes the advice that you take from people, it's it's people that are still in that same little world that are seeing the same little window that you're seeing. (laughs) Um, So sometimes it's just the tiniest tweak. Sometimes it's a complete revamp. But most of the times with the women that I've worked with, I found it's just kind of tweaking their approach, changing their perception, helping them know what to actually pre-screen and pre-qualify dates with. And it, it makes all the difference. That's very cool. You know, I'm, my wheels are turning already when I'm thinking about <laughs> how, how we're going to launch into these crazy shows because I really feel like what you're talking about, if we just keep it in the real world, the authentic, your mm-hmm. authentic self, like marketing your authentic self is really what you want to do, yes. not marketing your false sense of self or marketing who you think that guy wants you to be, which leads us to yes. The Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that is 100% what all of these chicks are doing on The Bachelor. Like they're just trying to sell a, a bill of goods that isn't really them. Absolutely. And they're caught up in a world that that seems like the romantic and even the right decision to make at the time with the way that the show premise is set up. Yeah. Like, do you even think just bottom line, do you think this premise can even work? I mean, we're all at the point now where <laughs> we've aged through the Bachelor franchise. Yeah. Like Those of us who have been with it for the long haul know that this is heavily yes. produced TV. Yes. But, but we still watch it. <laughs> we still watch. I know we're still Monday nights. There we are sitting on our couches. Amen. But it's like, what, does this shit really work? Because it, 99% of these people don't stay together. The, yeah. Once in a blue moon, they do. So can yes. can something like this work <laughs> is my question. Well, I think, I think, first of all, understanding why a show like The Bachelor or even Married at First Sight and some of these other shows, why the premise is so romanticized and why so many people want to watch it and they want to get caught up in the fantasy of this working is is understanding what I think is one of the biggest frustrations of the modern dating world. So in the past, whenever a single relationship-ready guy was ready to meet a woman, he was limited to his social circle. So he had like this very small dating pool. You had to meet a woman through work, church, a friend of a friend, an activity, something like that. So whenever he met her, he was screening for the potential of that relationship. So he's trying to figure out what do we have in common or could this be someone I could date or why should I keep getting to know her? Now we live in this digital dating world and your next date is a swipe or a click away thanks to apps and social media, everything. So Singles are no longer limited to their social circle. Instead, it's like unlimited potential. It's a dating ocean is what I call it. Yeah. So now when that same relationship-ready guy, or we could say relationship-ready girl, is on a date with someone, their mentality has shifted. It's, why should I date you? Why, why should I spend time with you? Should I move on to the next? What if someone else is better for me? And so it's screening for 
perfection versus the potential. And so all these singles, it's so easy to meet someone, but what's hard is to find that lasting relationship and build the lasting relationship. What's not easy is creating the relationship and the connection and building the foundation. And so all of these singles that are relationship ready, they're tired of the flakiness that is the outcome of this. They're uh, they're tired of the unreliability, the wishy-washy, the ghosting, all of that stuff. Yeah. So a show like this that it's like, oh, here's a man and he's he's ready for a relationship and <laughs> he might be boring as fuck and he might wear cardigans, <laughs> but but wow, he knows what he wants and he's going to call me back at the end of the day. Right. That's why it seems so ram- romantic, I think, and why so many people want it to work. And that's why 30 women will have the same boyfriend for a month and a half because they'll they'll exactly. all just be happy that one guy shows up every day. Yes, because I mean, it's rare that you have a guy that says, I don't live with my mom. I have a job. I want to get married. And <laughs> I think, <laughs> that, you know what it is? It, it, it's the I want to get married part. If, if they yes. know a ring is going to be at the end of this, even if the yes. ring doesn't lead to a marriage, it's like the fantasy of just getting that ring. Exactly. It is. It's the fantasy of, of, the the label on the relationship and they're missing out on actually building the foundation that needs to happen first. Do you mm-hmm. think in this particular season, Ari, well, what do you think of Ari? And number two, what do you think he actually is relationship ready? Let's talk about just Ari, the man, the myth, the boring legend. First of oh all. my goodness. I had such high hopes for Ari because I actually watched him on Emily's season yeah. and my perception of him, whether it was through you know, the editing gods or whatnot, I I thought he was going to be exciting and like romantic. And (laughs) oh, my goodness, I as a person, he's he he probably is a very nice guy. But I think it's funny how they're trying to make it all about how adventurous he is. But yet in those moments, like the wrestling rink or even being outdoors or when they talked about frogging or ate the food, he seems more uncomfortable than the women in these in these adventurous environments. <laughs> totally. He is the biggest zero. I mean, for me, I didn't watch him on Emily's season. I, I mm-hmm. went back and I watched the highlights reel. And then I watched the very last mm-hmm. episode where she rejected him in like the mosquito ridden swamp area. <laughs> I was like, this is so messed up. But he just seemed like a sad sack, but that was at the end. So I get it. Yes. So I yes. went in blind. I went in like all, tons of women my age were like, oh, he's so dreamy. Oh, Ari, he's going to be this great bachelor. And I was like, this is the guy you're pining for. I mean, I feel yes. like he doesn't have a lot going on upstairs. He does not have a lot going on. Gosh, he does. His vocabulary is so small. He's like, you're amazing. Oh. And then he always asks, oh, what's your biggest fear in coming here? He asked that three times last night. <laughs> it's so pathetic. And he'll just he'll <sighs> just kind of pat their knees like a grandpa, yes. but, then, but then lunge in to make out with everything. Yes. Ugh. My husband last night, who vowed when we first got engaged to marry that he would never watch the show with me, is all about watching it Monday night. He gets, it's it. Monday night, date night. He was like, ugh, this guy's so annoying. Just go ahead, kiss her. We know you're going to. And then he was like, oh, my God, this dude is so horny. (laughs) It's like they unleashed him on the world after. He's like a love after lockup guy. Like he's just, it's like he's been locked up. Exactly. unleashed on society. He can't stop kissing people. And to me, he feels like if he weren't on this show, and he really is the backup bachelor because people wanted Peter, right? Yes, I think so. Yes, but what I yeah. yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think he Ari's like kind of the second string, you know, pinch hitter. Yes. He's just brought in at the last minute. Yes. But if he weren't on this show, women would not be flocking around him. I mean, I do not understand his draw and even though mm-hmm. like last night we saw Tia saying, "I think I might be falling in love with you" mm-hmm. or whatever. The mm-hmm. women don't even seem all that into him. They don't, they seem very visibly and obviously caught up in the game this season. Yeah. What would you call the game? Like what is, how do you play this game right? And how do you play it wrong? Both authentically and then for the TV. Like what would you say? Because you're the dating expert. Uh, You know, I almost feel funny saying that we're even talking about a dating show with the way that this show has turned out (laughs) this season. I know, it's like... 
this is just fake. I know. I think in the past, um, the, the end goal was having that, that ring and it was like saying I'm engaged. And I've always said, I, I think this show is kind of like when you get the opportunity to build a house, but you're so excited about the granite countertops. You're like, I just want to pick out the granite. And they're like, yeah, but we need a good foundation and we need to like build the frame. No, I just put the granite in. They just like want to get to the sparkly fun stuff. And that's why I think a lot of them end up falling apart. Um, I heard one bachelorette, I think it was Allie, that said that they spend 72 hours with a person before getting engaged. That's how long. Oh, my God. Well, that's better than married at first sight, I guess, which we'll get to next. But that's (laughs) ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And you know Crystal is just being kept around by the producers because that's an obvious, (laughs) obvious production tool. And I, you know what? I like it because I'm like, I would, I like to be entertained. So I like when they Mm -hmm. keep the villains and they should. Yes, I, I completely agree. And I thought it was so funny last night. I even rewound it so I could hear it again. They had the big, my husband's like, Crystal's out. I'm like, oh no, she's in. She's going on a two-on-one. She's going to do something with Becca. Like, just just wait. You don't yeah. get the formula yet. It's okay. But they do this big build-up, <laughs> the music, the crescendo, and then he goes, Crystal. Like, you could just, you could hear it in his voice. I have to say this. He was like a begrudgingly little kid that has to apologize. Sorry. He's like, Crystal. <laughs> I know. Totally. Shauna, you are totally right. I picked up on that too. Like he was sulking because he had, and he had pulled like a total dad move on her earlier. Like you stay in your room, young lady, and think about what you have done. And she was like, eh. And then, you know, the producers were like, no, get on your dress and go down there, girl. Like bust up that party. It was just such bullshit, the whole thing. But you're totally right. He was like, Crystal. Like when Chris Harrison was like holding a revolver to the back of his head. Like, just say it, Ari. Just say it. I do want to say, though, if like if a woman because, you know, dating can be frustrating and sometimes women want to take a break. I think they need a shirt that says I'm not hiding in my house. I'm just investing in myself. I love that. <laughs> like you can at least take that from her and do something with it. <laughs> and glitter. That's glitter. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's she's glitter. A, she's a walking gift. Like she just <laughs> is. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I just wrote an article, actually. It'll be up on 22 Words, I think, later today about why Crystal is the only reason we're tuning in right now because we're not yes. tuning in for Ari. We're not tuning in for any of these boring chicks. And I'm certainly not tuning yes. in for the teacher-student makeout sessions between <sighs> him and Becca, Becca M. Oh, my uh, God. I know. That skeeves me out no end. What do you think of that May-December relationship in general? Oh, goodness. I, You With know, people. first of all, I we have to give Becca props, though, for at least saying some pretty awesome, badass things during the episode. And, she did. And pointing out some discrepancies. That Chris, she's like, oh, so, Crystal, you can live by this, but... He can't change his mind. She did a good job on that. She did. But the thing that I, their whole relationship is based on their chemistry and talking about their chemistry and talking about how hot they are together and talking about how it just feels good to be together. That's their, that's their whole foundation to their relationship from what we've seen. There's not, I mean, I think even I love, I love giving my husband's commentary on this. He was like, this dude has started and ended a career and started another career. Why is he talking to a 22-year-old right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that's so true. It's exactly. so true. And do you think Becca, a 22 years old, who is like, she she wants to go to like outdoor concerts and get up and hike early yes. with her friends and stay out all night at the clubs. You think she wants to yes. live in the suburbs down the street in Scottsdale, <laughs> down the street from her <laughs> husband's parents, her gray-haired husband, like, puts his full pajama top and bottom on and watches, like, Netflix at night. It's so – they're not – they're totally not a match, but he's just so no. horny for her. He is. And I always say whenever you're going on a date, a first date, and when a guy's trying to decide if he wants to go on a second date or not, the biggest thing that influences his decision on if he wants to go on a second date with you, it isn't – specific things that you've said or little details you've shared about your life. It's the overall feeling that he gets when he's around you. It's it's a feeling he wants to feel again, or it's a feeling he wants nothing to do with. And Ari feels happy around her. She sees the world like, wow, this is so amazing. Wow, there's a hot tub in the middle of nowhere. This is awesome. 
she gets so excited about everything. Right. It's a feeling that's that he wants to be around. And I see Tia starting to give off that same type of vibe. And that's why I think I think there's a lot of potential now for them with the way she came across in the date last night because she seems to give him a lot of the same feelings yes. that Becca does. Like, I mean, they went to a Hobbit house and she's like, wow, this is so romantic. I know. And then they in the junk room and she's like wow we're in a junk room this is great <laughs> yeah it's like their enthusiasm he wants to feed off of their personalities because he has none yes so they make him the the bigger the personality the girl has the the better he feels you're right yes. yeah that's so interesting that guys are looking for that feeling I mean I guess we are too and mm-hmm. you know along with safety and attraction all the other stuff we're looking for but I mean he he is such a zero that he needs someone to be excited for him. It's like he, when he's with Becca, I feel like mm-hmm. he's trying to like sniff the youth out of her head. Yes. Like, like give me a whiff of that. I need that back in my life. You know, literally he yes. has his hand on her head, pulling it forward, literally <laughs> <laughs> like through her hoop earrings, yanking her face. Toward... Oh my God. Okay. Let's, <sighs> we could talk about the bachelor forever, but a, another show mm-hmm. in a different, in a different vein, but same idea. People who don't, know each other from frickin' Adam. Get married yes. this time at first sight. So married at first sight, quick rundown of the three couples. We have Jacqueline and Ryan, Shawnice mm-hmm. and Jeff D, and Molly and Jonathan. And yes. the premise is, those of you out there who are watching it know this, but for those of you who don't know the premise, they, these couples are set up by so-called air quote experts. And <laughs> They are thrust together, meeting each other literally for the first time at the altar. They get into a legally binding marriage, mm-hmm. and they have to spend, is it three months together before they decide if they want to continue or get divorced? Is it three months or is it six weeks? It might be six weeks. I don't know. I, don't, I've, I have no idea. I'm full confession. This is the first season I am watching it based on... Mm-hmm. Um, Pink Shade Facebook group telling me it was great. And I'm all in. I like it. But is it six mm-hmm. weeks? Okay, so six weeks later, they have to decide this is the person or not. And some of these people have worked out in the past, shockingly. Some yes. of these couples. What do you A think of this? You have. There's also several that at the end of the season, they've chosen to stay together and then a month later gotten a divorce. Uh, so I really... I feel like it's just two... I might be wrong. I haven't looked this up. But maybe two couples from the first season that that stayed together, but I, I don't know for sure. All I know is they have Jamie and Doug that is like the Trista and Ryan of yes. this franchise. And they're just like, look, it works. Look, like we have babies. It works. That's right. I've it seen works. that spinoff, right? Yes. They have a spinoff. Yes. And they're like, they they're, they're the proof that this show works. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Absolutely. Got it. And Trista mm-hmm. was the first Bachelorette. I totally watched that season with Ryan, the <laughs> firefighter. And that <gasps> and made, the wedding. <laughs> I know, and the wedding. And that made us all believe that this would work. And then, of course, it yes. all just went to the crapper after that. Absolutely. So, okay, but do you think, so bottom line, do you think just that it's possible to fall in love with a stranger? Because there are arranged marriages out there. I worked at a yes. software company where I worked with a guy who was originally from India, and he literally got an arranged marriage 10 years ago, and they're still together, and they're mm-hmm. happy. I think for this process to work or for any arranged marriage to work, you really have to be in love with the concept of it for it to work, like committed to, yes, this is going to work. I'm going to put my all into it. I think the biggest lesson that we can learn from watching this, this season or any season is that you can put a label on something, but it doesn't build the relationship. You can say your husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or, you know, some women are like, if I could just be engaged, if he could just be my fiance. But even though you have that label, you still have to do the work of building an actual relationship for it to be long lasting or, or meaningful. Yeah. So they have to, even if they're not in love with the person they're set up with, they have to be committed to the idea of it. I think so. And then committed to doing the work to get from that first meeting to building that healthy foundation for a relationship, which is the thing that all of these people have failed at in the past. They're like, I've met lots of people the problem they have is building an actual connection. And so just because we put a label on it doesn't mean that that connection instantly is going to be there, which is kind of the fantasy behind it. Like, wow, now we're married. Let's live our life. 
Right now, now it's all, it's all good. It's like, no, this is just literally the beginning. And they, yes. and, and they truly are strangers. I mean, they're truly yes. strangers. Their families don't know each other. Even when you go into the more traditional culturally arranged marriages, mm-hmm. at least the, the families generally know each other or they get to know yes. each other through some mechanism. This is like even a step beyond that and strangeness. Yes. Yeah, it's absolutely. Crazy. Geographically, mm-hmm. they have no idea where the other person's <laughs> They're like, from. So, I know where do we live? <laughs> when they were like, "What's your phone number?" I was like gasping, like, "Oh my god!" It's like it like <laughs> shit got real. When they're like, "Okay, put me in your phone," I'm like, "Whoa, this is <gasps> oh, cracked." So funny. It was so crazy. But of the <sighs> three couples, let's let's do a quick rundown. Who do you think okay. is th- maybe they're all doomed? I don't know. But who is starting out the best and the worst so far? Okay, I think the best is probably Molly, even though she's only 25, and then Jonathan. Yeah. And I, when they first met each other, they were attracted to each other. Um, but it seems like when they actually were alone or some of the scenes we've seen of them alone, they actually were having conversations of getting to know each other. Like, you know, they ask each other different things about their backgrounds or their passions or what they like to do. They actually seem to be trying to have some stepping stones of actually getting to know the other person. Yeah. They seem to be smiling the most, too, if we're just going to take it down to very basic facial expressions. Yes. Like they look yes. like they're somewhat just peaceful or happy. Even when they're being filmed, like packing suitcases and stuff, they don't look like they want to kill themselves. So, yes. Yeah. True. And then when they were in that group setting with the other two couples, they really kind of had this we're together front and we agree with each other and we back each other up and we're so we're so cute together. And that actually, I think, can can impact the relationship later where they they actually feel that way. They feel more connected. They've shown the public we're on the same page. So I think they have the most potential right now. I think they're going to find out they're not as much the same person as they think they are once they get to living in real life together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they seem, what do you think? I, I would agree with you. A lot of people are saying Jacqueline and Ryan might be the ones to root for, but I think Molly and Jonathan, even though I'm not a huge fan of Jonathan as a person, I think they're Mm -hmm. probably the best matched and they have the most potential. I don't know that they'll stay together after the honeymoon though. He seems like a guy who'd be really great on a honeymoon, but the fact Mm -hmm. that he lost this job and he keeps talking Mm -hmm. about like, Oh, it was worth it, whatever. And that really is a real life issue that's going to, that's going to come back to haunt both of them. But right now, yes, yes, they have chemistry and they're on the right foot. Yes, you don't have to have, and this goes for The Bachelor too, you don't have to have a compatible lifestyle to have so much fun in a helicopter with someone. Exactly. Or on a boat. Like, <laughs> it's fun. We, we can disagree about major life things, but that's still fun together. And then when they get back home and have to deal with their living arrangements or bills or things like that, I think they're in for, I think they're going to be surprised when they start getting in fights and, and be confused how to handle it. Yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, wait! I thought we just both wanted adventure, and we both like Jamaica, mm-hmm. and it's gonna get mm-hmm. shit's gonna get real." Okay, mm-hmm. so then the next let's let's do Jacqueline and Ryan next because okay. of course Shawnee's and Jeffy, I think, would you Ugh, agree? They're yes. like definitely doomed. They got some. They got some issues already. Major, major. Mm-hmm. But Jacqueline and Ryan. Jacqueline is the one who lost her. Was it her fiance or her boyfriend? I can never get that straight. He passed. I think away. she said boyfriend. Boyfriend. He passed away suddenly, very young. Mm-hmm. And it's only it, only a year later she ends up on this married at first sight show, marrying Ryan. Yes. I find that very strange. And she, her reasoning was she said that she has a hard time connecting with other men like she did her past boyfriend. Ugh. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What's I'm what's I'm actually I have to give her props that she has seemed so open and accepting of Ryan. She's genuinely given him a chance. And I mean, I've never been in a situation as devastating as hers, but I can only imagine that would be super hard then to to open yourself up mentally and physically, what she's done both and emotionally. She has. Um she has. So I give her props for that. Um I'm actually surprised by that. Ryan, on the other hand, I thought it was funny when they had to say, like, I think the question last week was like, what's your biggest flaw or something? And he said, a lot of people say I talk too much, but I don't think that's true. (laughs) I'm like, okay, okay, probably is. 
And he also mentioned my biggest insecurity is that I'm going to be alone. And I think that is really going to get in the way of their relationship moving forward, especially now that she's opened up about her, her, her past boyfriend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's great insight. He seems really jazzed just to have a wife and it could be Uh insert anyone into that role. He was yes. super excited, excited more than any. It, yes. It's like he wasn't even nervous, which really kind of gave me pause. I'm like, why aren't you at least a little bit nervous? You're just excited? That's crazy. Yes. And he let the other two guys pick out the ring first. And he's like, what's their budget? Oh, you're spending $500. Oh, you're spending 1000 I want your $1,500 ring or whatever it was. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm all in. I spent $1,500 on a ring because I'm all in. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like he is not to be not to sell out the sisterhood here, but he's like the girl of the relationship. Like he's just in yes. love with the idea of marriage and being married. It's very it's it's a little extra for me. Yes. Yes, yeah. I agree. So I think the biggest problem is going to be he's going to have a hard time with the fact that she still has loving feelings towards her boyfriend. Yeah. And you can't compete with someone that's not here. And it's not going to, it's not going to end very well if he constantly is bringing that up and looking for her to say, but it's better with you, but I love you more, but we have a deeper connection, which is what he's going to start seeking. Oh my God. That's a, that prediction is going to come true sooner than later. I think you're yeah. right. He's going to start because he's he very much wants them to act like there has been nothing in their lives going on before the moment they saw each other at the altar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like life starts very much then. So. Yeah. And that's just not mm-hmm. true. So his his polar opposite is Jeff D, who is not excited whatsoever <laughs> about being married to Sean <laughs> And I think Jeffy just needs to be voted off the island. I'll just say it. I mean, I don't understand, number one, why mm-hmm. he ever agreed to be on this show. Because he keeps saying I, he has severe stranger danger. I, yes. don't, I don't open up to people easily. I don't like strangers. It's like, yo, did you understand mm-hmm. what you were signing up for? Did someone force you to do this in a bet? I don't understand this. And he's young. Yes. And that's one of the things that I wish that, the experts, like when they talk about these people, they talk about them like they're their children and they can do no wrong. Like he's like, Jeff D is, has gone through a lot and is very mature for his age and he's ready for someone. <laughs> Why not? Jeff D is incredibly closed off and he has a hard time opening up to new people. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't felt a connection because he doesn't know how to foster the early connection. We're going to help him. Like they're like, no, these people are all, it's just they haven't met the right person. And that that's kind of funny to me. I wish that they would give them the tools to work through these these very specific and individual roadblocks that each person has. Yeah, that would so that would be your critique of the experts that they only talk about the positives, or do you think they only look at the positives too? I mean, how do what are they doing? I don't know. I really, honestly think the experts are probably very good people, and they want these relationships to work because it looks good for them. It gets them another season. Yeah, they want it to work. They also want there to be the right amount of drama for TV. But I really wish that they had helped them really identify what their what their roadblock is and, and help them kind of push through it. And while I want to agree with everything you're saying about Jeff T, like he does, he needs to open up more. There's some things that Sean Neese is doing. They're triggering each other's um, um, like they're triggering each other's uh, issues that they have. And they're, they're both contributing to making the dynamic just continue to go downhill. Yeah. Tell, like, say more about that. I think that's interesting. She is triggering him. She's pushing him. She is. How? I mean, first of all, he said he wants someone that's outgoing, mature, and confident. That's what he said to the experts. And he got that. Like, I, I love her. I think she's adorable. I think she's probably so loyal to people. She would be by anyone's side. But some of the things that she's doing is really – really taking control of where this relationship is headed. And I don't think she sees that. Like when they first meet at the altar, the first thing she says to him is, you're stuck with me. And (laughs) that kind of becomes the entire theme. Like she's like, well, we're together forever. The end, you're stuck with me. It's you and me forever. It's like, is that a threat or a promise, Shawnee's? Yes. She keeps wanting to establish it. We're both committed to the relationship. And within first meeting, when they get over and it's like, yay, it's nice to meet you. I don't know your last name yet, but let's have a glass of champagne together. 
One of the first things she says is masturbation is key to being single. Yeah. And she started pushing his boundaries right away. Yes. And even if he had said, oh, well, you don't have to do that anymore. Let's go. Like, that's still not a great way to start a relationship. (laughs) But he was clearly like, oh, okay, okay, let's, okay, let's not talk about that. And then she was grinding on him at the reception. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Read his body language. He's like, uh, this is too much. (laughs) And then when they have the family brunch, Shawnee's mom opens up about the fact that that Shawnee had lost her brother. I think he was murdered. And then Japheth, yeah. like, he feels more, he's like, oh, I, I kind of understand you a little bit. My brother, I think his brother might be in prison or something. Yeah. That's the first time we actually see them open up. Everything else is, is we're together, we're married. And it's, it's clear she's a words of affirmation girl. Do you know what I'm talking about? The five love languages? Yes, I do. Yes, I've taken yes. the quiz. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's how you give love, but you also want to receive it. And she is all about words. So when she's saying these things, she's actually fishing for him to give her something back. But he's not doing that. Like when she says, well, I'm your wife. She's looking for him to say, yeah, you are my wife. And then she would feel happy. But instead he says, well, you're a stranger. You're a stranger, right. Which pushes her back. And then she starts fishing more. She's like, yeah, but we're together, right? He's like, yeah, but I don't know you. Yeah, but like we're, I'm your wife now. So you're stuck with me. She's, she's saying things with a motive of wanting to hear some reassurance back. And he's just pulling back even more. Yeah. They're, they're for sure in my mind, never going to make it. I mean, they, they are set up for failure from the very beginning and you're right. She has a huge part to play in this. And I think she would be great. Mm -hmm. Gosh, she would be great with so many different guys and, and I'm sure he would be great with other girls too, but them together, it's just here, here's what, here's Mm -hmm. where I go in my reality TV critic mind. I think, okay, Mm -hmm. these experts or these producers rather are setting up a couple of these couples who do have a chance of making it. And then there's going to be one wild card in here. Who's just an obvious doomed mismatch. And that feels like, Mm -hmm. it feels like they're plants to me. Like they've been planted (laughs) explode or something, but maybe not, maybe I'm just too, maybe I'm too cynical. I've watched too much reality TV, but I like these people are just there to press each other's buttons and they're horrible together. I don't know. And they're not helping with that. And if you just tell Jeff T, if you just say, hey, dude, you need to open up, which is kind of what one of the experts said to him. That doesn't help. Like, you you don't just that doesn't help. It's like saying calm down when someone's really upset. It just doesn't help. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I want him to help him see how to open up and help Shawnee see, yes, he's going to accept you for all you are eventually. But let him get to know you. Don't pee with the door open. Don't like constantly <laughs> say you have to love me for who I am. Like, no, he doesn't yet. <laughs> exactly. Don't pee with the door open. That can come 18 years down the road. Like, like my husband and I No, for real. Even, even still that shit does not fly. No. Oh my God. No. Oh no. my God. You know what? Speaking of speaking with Jeff D, the conversation he had with her family about prisoners, let's move on mm-hmm. to some actual prisoners because we have to talk love after lockup before we, before we end our conversation. This oh my is, gosh. I would call this of course the toilet bowl of all of the shows. I mean, we're, we're talking, I about, call it the super bowl of all shows. You know, <laughs> Exactly. Toilet bowl is a good thing for me. I mean, the, the, the trashier, the better, I, which is very weird because I never got into the honey boo boo and kind of that world, No, but but this kind of stuff, 90 day fiance. And then of course the same team produces this love after lockup. I am am so down with these shows. Why is that? Why are these so compelling? Oh my gosh. I think that it's so entertaining to try to figure out what drives certain people's behaviors and when edited the right way, there's just enough sprinkle of hopefulness where we kind of want them to work <laughs> with us also going, why the hell are you doing this? Like, why are you reacting this way? Why? Like, what is going on? It, it, it just can't get any better. I, I love it, too. I'm all in. Oh, I'm so <laughs> thrilled. When you said you were willing to talk about this, I was like, and I'm just Ugh. really hoping that the ratings for this show start creeping up. I mean, 90 Day Fiance, they just announced yesterday or the day before, or TLC did, that they've renewed all four iterations of that series. Oh, yay. Because they were reaching the 2 million mark. 
Whoa, last year okay. for their for certain for certain shows and before the 90 days got up to I think 1.7 million during its short uh-huh. season that's the most ever TLC's ever had for a debut season of anything and I'm like okay, okay love after lockup you got to chase that chase that trophy because you could make it no too Even, but they had that crappy Friday night time slot I know, know. what like, is up with that such bullshit no. I know if they maybe they it, think Maybe they think the people that would watch this series have nothing to do on Friday nights. So that's why they put it there. But that's not true. That's not true. I mean, is that when maybe that's when the prisoners get their free TV time? They like, I bet they scheduled this shit around like the inmate TV oh my lounge gosh. schedule for real. That is so funny. Do you think inmates are watching this? And, th- and oh, my God, I wonder because, you know, they watch a lot of reality TV. Teresa yes. Giudice talked about that, actually. She said, oh, they watch reality TV all the time. Well, and recently I've started watching 60 Days In where someone actually goes into a prison and lives, a- lives as a prisoner for 60 days. And, yeah, they have the TV on all the time. So, I would have to think that they're that they're stopping and kind of watching and maybe taking a few notes even. <laughs> Seriously, this is this is like their dating show. This is their bachelor love after lockup. They're like, check it out. Who's gonna stay together? Who's gonna get the rose? Oh okay. my gosh. Mm-hmm. So so these themes, I kind of I sent you some notes beforehand because I was yes. really wanting to look at how this related to 90 Day Fiance. We can just touch on that briefly yes. before we get into the dirty nitty gritty of these couples. I think oh, gosh, for me, so much. I think the themes are very similar. Like instead of instead of a foreigner, it's an inmate, and the person yes. on the outside is like the K one sponsor. It's like they have all this control, they have this mm-hmm. power. The mm-hmm. inmate or the foreigner are in this similar position where you you kind of think they're on the take, but then you realize yes. like, oh my god, maybe they're being scammed by the crazy person. Yes, the it's so it's so similar to me. Yes. And they get to, when you're living those separate lives, it's so easy to imagine and create a fantasy of what it's going to be like once you get out. Like Molly thought Luis was just going to come be a father to her kids. And Nicole's like, Asin's going to be a father. And Andrea is thinking the same thing. She's like, I'm going to bring home a father to my babies. It's exactly the same, except it's scarier. It's scary. Yes. Yeah. Jonna thought I'll never spend a night alone. James is surprised all the smokes. Like the fantasy is the number one theme that I think is is in common of you get to create what you think your life's going to be like and then live in that hope for a while. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is I, totally true of these people. All, for 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup, same fantasy. Yes. Yes. Same fantasy. And if you want to invest the time and the energy and all of that, I I mean, I like to believe in the good in people. I think that it can work. And, you know, we've seen it in 90 Day Fiance. There are some real couples out there. There are. Um, the difference with this show is they they have the ability to take their time to take those appropriate steps once they're out. Like, I keep thinking, oh, smack, Lamar's got to get married or else he's going to go back to prison. But that's really not what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Lamar could actually just take his time to establish his life a little bit and she could wait before bringing him straight home to her babies like yes so that is totally true because they don't have that 90 day clock ticking like mm-hmm. on the other yes. show and they don't even have to get married they truly do yes. not have to get married and these people aren't going to be deported i mean we've already heard rumors about Allah being back in prison mm-hmm. maybe probably hmm, i don't know but I mean, they could get sent back, but that doesn't have to do with them getting married or not. That has to do with their behavior and them breaking parole. So, of course, yes. Jonna could probably drive Garrett to committing a crime. <laughs> and some or of these, vice versa. Or, or vice versa. I know. Let's talk about them because Jonna and Garrett, for me, I'm enjoying them the most, probably because, like, no drugs and no kids are involved. Nothing super scary is involved. It's just them being, like, whack jobs. So I, yes. really, I really like watching their scenes. And, like, there's so much said in those facial expressions. I, I hope she never gets Botox because there's so much that's said in those facial expressions that I'm, like, living for her looks. She is just <laughs> – I described her in my last recap. She's, like, a Sour Patch kid, like, scrunched up. She's, like, meh. <laughs> like, when she pouts, it's everything. I pause the TV and I screenshot it every time she pouts because I just want it in my phone for later. I'm, like, you know what? I'll probably need this, so I just – I'm going to go ahead and grab it. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I think from their relationship, a PSA announcement to all moms to daughters out there. 
instead of chanting one carat solitaire stone, one carat solitaire stone to your daughter, maybe you should say a normal guy that treats me well. A normal guy that treats me well. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> you know, her, I, I said it before. Her elevator does not go all the way to the top, though, Shauna. No. I mean, she really And dad does knows not. it. He, uh, he totally knows it. He's like, look, she's batting zero for nine. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he just gave yes. He ran down all her stats. <laughs> and can I, another PSA is always tell someone when they're on speakerphone. Right, right. Just say Housewives. you're on speakerphone. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you're on a reality TV show, just assume when you call anyone you're on speakerphone because someone yes. is recording you. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I love when he says the only car I've ever driven was the one that I stole. And this is actually mine. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Not funny. I know. You know what? It's like these people are saying this shit out loud, which is why it's so great. Yes. They're unlike Housewives or The Bachelor. They're so uncontrived. They don't even mm-hmm. realize what they're saying in these confessionals will be um, mm-hmm. used later in a in a yes. court of public opinion. It's so funny to me. There's no hair and makeup people. There's no good yes. lighting. TLC's like, oh fuck you guys. Like we're not giving you. <laughs> yes. You're you're just gonna look how you look. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, I love that couple too. I love it. Yeah. Do you think there? So there's rumors out there that they are not together anymore. Do you think there's truth to that? Do you think they have a chance of making it? What do you think? Well, one evening when I was laying next to my husband who was soundly sleeping and I was on my iPhone, I went into the Instagram and I yeah. started uh, fishing around and I I saw, first of all, I saw that her original account was something like PW wife, like for prison wife. Oh my God. Because cause he tagged her as that in some things. I actually found him, I was looking up the hashtag and then I found hot felon and then yep. I realized he was hashtagging all of his photos, hot felon. Um, <laughs> but he was tagging her at first. Um, and it was like PW wife or something, um, prison wife. And then that account is no longer active. And then I saw her private account, but then that was linked to another account. She has, it's in her name and they had engagement photos. So I don't know. I don't know if they like ended up breaking up after the engagement, but there are definitely some photos of, okay of them together. I, I don't know how accurate this deep dive is because it was between like four or five different accounts. Please don't judge me. I couldn't sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Are you kidding? You're, you're speaking our language. All, all we do, this whole group is about just like serious boots on the ground research. Like go out yes. there, women, go out there, men, come back with some information. We'll be waiting. Like we're all yes. about the deep dive. I have Amen. no shame in doing it. I, I actually... <sighs> Um, was tweeting out like come over to pink shade Friday night love after lockup and Jana Jana is replying to me and liking my <gasps> stuff on Twitter and Instagram and I oh tweeted gosh. her a picture of me in a shower cap watching it and she's and she <laughs> she retwe- she retweeted that shit she's like this is great I'm like okay you're proud of it that's you know good for you that is so awesome that I is know. so awesome but I was like please don't read my recaps oh my god please just don't yes so please. yeah and don't don't your recaps to the podcast. are they're probably less snarky than what she has on her social media. I'm not. I'm not sure, but um, I heard they're probably less snarky crazy. than her dad. <laughs> Seriously, if she's used to her dad talking to her like that, then she probably can handle anyone talking no about kidding. her. But she she went off recently. I heard like all the haters out there, blah blah blah, or something. I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. Oh my gosh! Like you're on a show called Love After Lockup, lady. But can I? Can I ask though with the shower cap thing, and this goes with any, like with when Lamar starts climbing on top of Andrea and stuff, um, or is it Andrea when he starts climbing Andrea. on top of her? I'm thinking, do they smell like prison? I know. Like right? everyone talks about how stale it is. I'm like, is that why she got in the shower? Because she was like, oh, we can't do this. I don't know. When she, before she was going to pick him up, remember she was putting the new comfort yes. on the bed. She's so excited about that. Yes. And then she goes, I'm going to shower when we get home. And I was like, huh? And then of course we yeah. found out the nightmare continued as we had to watch <sighs> it from uh, with that uh, cameraman outside the door. And then At least the scene was 10 seconds. That's know, all we had to watch. Right? <laughs> right? Did you love the recaps? He's like, it was amazing. And she's like, it was a little short. And it's the long chart. I know. Yeah. I know. He has to build up his stamina. Yeah. They Ugh. all, so Lamar is on top of Andrea. And also, do you really think, let's move to them next. Do you really oh, think gosh. Andrea is not going to give it up? Is, what is she talking about? I 
don't, I don't like, okay. So whatever you lead with, whatever quality you really put out there and lead with is that you're going to attract someone that's attracted to that type of quality. And so like we have, um, Scott who kind of led with his money and he's attracted Lizzie and Andrea sounds like she's really led with sex. So of course he's like, all right, I'm out. Let's have sex. Like there's no waiting. You've, you've told me all these things you can do. Um, and no, there's, there's no way. There's, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. She has, you're exactly right. She has led with all of this teasing and telling him all the stuff she's going to do to him, moaning, having practical orgasm in those slippers on the side of the freeway. And now she's like, I'm a good Mormon woman. I'm not going to hell with you. What? No. No. I know. And did you notice the change? And I don't know if it was some skillful acting or if it was sincere when it shows her pre Lamar, she seems like she reminded me of Danielle from 90 day fiance. She like turned to her kids to comfort her. She vented to her kids. She, you know, she thought she's just going to bring this man into her kids. life. she just reminded me very insecure, very questioning. And then once she's with him, she's like, I have a real life now. And she's all, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yes, come, please, please touch me, kiss me. And she's, she's all into it. Exactly. She is the worst kind of mom, in my opinion, (sighs) for that. I mean, what is, I almost don't want to see what is going to happen in there, except for the fact that I'm, there's cameras around and that comfort, Mm -hmm. that comforts me a little bit, like thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, well, at least there's a production crew around these kids. Like when Nicole was gone. Mm -hmm. Yes. When Nicole was gone, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my the only thing that comforted us there was that there there were cameras around, that there were teams Mm -hmm. that could help this child, you know, that there were adults watching basically. Exactly. So at least there's that because you know there's other women doing this where there's no cameras around and yes. who knows what the hell is going down so but it's just a disaster waiting to happen i will yes. be shocked if lamar is okay with living in that community being an insta father i mean this man hasn't lived in the world since <laughs> bush too was president yeah he I said mean, i haven't touched money since 1999 or clinton oh or clinton what the hell i don't even know no but i'm I like who last actually I think it was oh maybe it was Clinton during that time and then yeah it probably yeah. was I mean he it was. is he's literally like from outer space and he's going to go into this Mormon community and not be allowed to to do anything I mean he's already being told he can't have sex that's questionable but he's not going to be allowed mm-hmm. to drink coffee <laughs> I know. They're going to be. What are they going to have a craft party for? Enjoy that Popeye soda that you had, Uh, (laughs) or whatever it was you drinking. That's the last one you'll be getting, sir. (laughs) Sir, you need to put that contraband away before you cross Utah lines. Gosh, that is just ridiculous. And then, so (sighs) you were talking about Scott leading with his money and then attracting Lizzie. He yes. is just being had. He is completely being taken for a ride. I know. He's the only quote unquote normal person that I I I feel my heart tug a little. It's like Me too. a little sad, abused, homeless little puppy that I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry you've been treated this way. Like stop, leave this environment. It it, it kinda tugs at my heartstrings a little bit. Me too. And you know, that's why 90 Day Fiance and this show work because there's always at least one person yes. you can root for. He is my Larry from before the 90 days. Like I'm feeling very <gasps> oh. co- I'm feeling, feeling very codependent with him. Like I want to I want to kick him and and knock some sense into him, but then I want to like also give him a place to stay and recuperate and like keep him yes. safe. Like I want to save him from himself and I want his son, I want his son to be okay too. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot of feelings for Scott. (laughs) I think his son is like, you know, when you have that friend that calls you and gripes about the same problem over and over and over. And at first you're like, let me help you. And then you're just like, oh my God. Okay. Just Vince. I have to be in your life. I love you. Like just say it when you say, that's the way his son is. He's like, peace out. I'm not emotionally invested in this. I'm just going to sit here with you. (laughs) He's checked out. He's checked out completely. Yes. And, you know, it makes me so sad when Scott says things like, I mean, he literally says this stuff out loud, Shauna. Like, I'm just really sick of being alone. Or it's very, I'm very, he said, I'm very lonely. And I was like, oh my God, you just said that out loud. I just, oh, I just want to give him a big hug. But then also like take away his phone privileges and like not let Mm -hmm. him call inmates anymore. Yes. 
And then say, if you want to spend $20,000, there's so many other places you can spend it. I know. I mean, he seems like a guy who would, I don't know how he'd fare on online dating, so to speak, but he could probably find someone somewhere outside of a goddamn prison. I know. I know. It's it's the thing of he's been rejected so many times. He's probably the most self-aware of why he's stuck in this, but it's like a drug. You can't get away from it. Yeah. Um, because people that are attracted to to seeking out inmates, I, I my opinion is I think it's typically people who have faced rejection in one way or another. And instead of actually healing from the rejection and rebuilding themselves and being stronger, they look for different ways to avoid it. They look for ways to make themselves feel good. And so James said he wrote Allah because he felt rejected from society during his divorce. And, you know, it's like, how can a prisoner reject you or, or be more judgmental than, than other people. They can't. Right. So you get to move in and the fix they get from that is they get the guarantee that their fear won't happen. Like, like, uh, Garrett won't cheat. He's in jail or they're reliable. They actually call, they're appreciative. They compliment you. They make you feel important. So that's the fix they're getting instead of healing from the pain and, and facing it. And that's, he can kind of see that poor Scott, he can kind of see that, but it's like, he just can't. He just can't walk away from it. He can't. He's getting too much out of it. He's getting the validation he, he needs. And you're, yeah, you're right. They they have that power over the inmate, but they also have that level of control where they're like, okay, I can't get hurt because this person is literally locked up. And when they come out, they're going to be dependent mm-hmm. on me, which same, yes. as the, same as the K1 idea. It's like they're dependent on me and they also need to mm-hmm. thank you for that. They need to thank mm-hmm. you for saving them. And so we're seeing these inmates get out and they're like, you crazy. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want I don't want to live with you, but they're sort of trapped for a little while. It's just, it's gold. The whole premise is gold. I want to yes. touch on something that you had on your website that just some people on the Facebook page commented on it. And I thought it totally applied to all of these shows, women mm-hmm. or men. And that's bleaching red flags white. Yes. Can you tell us yes. more about that in relationships? Or dating. Absolutely. So I think what happens all the time is when you start dating someone and if you start getting excited about them, especially I feel like as a woman, we always want to see the good in people. We're more likely to like want to help you fix something when we start dating them and we feel emotionally invested and we start having a crush on them and start developing feelings when they start doing things like their words and their actions don't line up. Like he says he wants to be in a relationship, but then he's unreliable. Um, or he said he wants to hang out Friday, but when it comes to Friday, he actually made plans and went out with his other friends. We'll find excuses. Well, maybe he's just really busy. Maybe he just needed to spend some time with his friends. And I always say, girl, you took the flag. You saw it. You felt it in your gut. And then in your head, you just did the laundry. You bleached it white. And now you're going to move on. And then you're going to allow yourself to be surprised when the pattern repeats itself because you just came up with an excuse for their behavior. And that's why it's so important when you're dating to only emotionally invest the appropriate amount for where the relationship is. You should always rate the relationship not the man. So where's the relationship? So yes, you went on two dates. It was amazing. He, he has all the qualities you're looking for. He seems wonderful. You've spent three hours with him. So let's rate where the actual relationship is at and take little steps for, in moving forward. So that way you can protect yourself, but also be authentic at the same time. Yes. Rate the relationship and not the man. And so you have yes. to actually spend time before you get in that deep. And that's what all of these people on these shows are not doing. Yes. Whether it's the premise of the show that's forcing them to do it or in Love After Lockup's case, they just they just completely dive in without knowing the person and just get engaged while they're in prison because they're lunatic. Yes. So they're, and just, it's- they're not rating the relationship. They're just fantasizing and committing. Absolutely. And the feelings that they're getting, they're not realizing the fix that they get. Like, Jonna, every time Garrett called her from prison, he was probably so happy to talk to her. He was so, tell me about what's going on and I miss you. And and he was so appreciative that she would talk to him at that time. And now he's out with his friends and all of a sudden he's ignoring her. And she's like, oh, no, 
no, we don't, you don't, you don't ignore me. And that's when we got the fabulous bitmoji that oh my God. he's made famous. <laughs> I, it, I, I could not love that thing more. Yes. I know you read that. I know you read I know that. It. And he's like, how did she turn herself into a cartoon? He doesn't even know. Exactly. How, dude doesn't even know what an iPhone is. And he's getting and bitmojis. You, you saw what her name was in his phone. What was it? Wife. What? <laughs> I paused that screen too last week. I paused it. it. Wife. Yes. Oh my God. He, you know what? He probably doesn't even know how to spell her damn name. He's probably like, she put what? it in. Oh God. She's like, you get four contacts. One of them is me, wife. Oh my God. <laughs> I, this, you know what? The season needs to be a year long. I, I already am mourning the loss of it. It's just amazing on every it level. Is. So I it didn't is. ask you this after each show, but <laughs> let's, let's just talk about out of all three. We could probably just take love after lockup off the list. Would you ever, <laughs> let's just take that one off the list of married at first sight or the bachelor. Would you ever have considered those shows at any point in your life? Like, would you ever have signed up for one of those? You know, I can at least understand the fantasy behind it. And honestly, and I think it was 2012 and I was single and I was living in Orlando at the time. I had some friends take me downtown and surprise me at a bachelor casting. I'm not kidding. What? And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I will be the crazy bitch that gets <laughs> caught up in this. Like, I was so frustrated with dating at that point. I was two years in. They were like, but you have such a good story. Like you were cheated on and you just want to find love again. And I was like, exactly. And that's, I will become whatever the story is. I, I could sense that already. Oh, yeah. um, and, and was like, um, no, I don't think so. But I have been frustrated enough to understand why something like married at first sight seems, seems like it would be something that could actually work. It's a very romantic idea. So I can at least understand it, but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I I said no to it then, and I would tell anyone that's looking for someone right now that there are little changes that changes that they can make. They already are someone's dream woman. It's just about actually being able to demonstrate who you are. Um, there's other alternatives. There's oh, there's other ways. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know what? I think we should all write that in lipstick on our mirrors. Married, or dating, <laughs> or not, we're all someone's dream woman. Hopefully, yes. if we're in a relationship, we're that person's dream woman. But if you're not, I think that's a beautiful thing to, to tell yourself. It's true. I really believe it. It's mm -hmm. true. And you know what? Um, Jana is maybe someone's dream woman as well. But I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's Garrett's. So, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But oh. I, love, I love talking to you. I'm so grateful Me that too. you did this today. You have to start your own podcast where we can just come to you for all of this amazing advice. <laughs> Seriously. I have thought about that. Having just an advice one. Um, yes. I do live stream on Instagram and on Facebook from time to time. But um, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's fun breaking down all this crazies and kind of putting a, a, an empathetic spin to it with, yeah. you know, a sprinkle of judgment. Yeah, so. I love that. That's a great way to look at it. And you know what? Looking at the psychology behind it is amazing to me because that it, it really, it truly is reality TV that goes beyond just what we're mm -hmm. seeing. I mean, I love looking at people's motivations. So it's amazing. Yes. I'm going to tell yes. everyone where to find you. I'm going to link up Perfect. all of your services, everything you're offering, your free toolkit in the show notes. And Maybe you can come back on and talk about 90 day when it's renewed uh, later on this spring. I would love to break that down with you. I would love that. Thank you so much for Yay. having me. All right, Shauna. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, Erin. Well, another huge thanks to Shauna for being on the show with us today. She really knows her stuff. You guys go check her out at shaunaz.com. If you put a slash and then free resources after that, you're going to find her free profile kit, all of her free resources that she has to offer, a free online workshop that she has that you can reserve a spot in for free. Can I say free again? It's free, free, free. And if you're interested in working one-on-one -on -one with her, you can hit her up via that site or follow her on Instagram at the Shauna Z. Check out her Facebook page at the Shauna Z as well. And I really hope she comes back on because, wow, there are so many people to talk about. Woo! Maybe we can even get into some housewives relationships. Can anyone say Luann? 
Next time, I am going to be talking all Bravo, speaking of housewives. We need to get back into that scene. I have some dirt going on. There's some rumor mill stuff happening that I think we need to dish on with housewives. Also, we need to break down Vanderpump rules. So we're going to do a full Bravo episode later in the week. I will also be having a special interview coming up for you next week. So until next time, follow me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram and join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to everyone who has done that. Love you guys. I will see you in reality.